This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. Today is March 26, 2019. The day was March 26, 1812. On page two of the day's issue of the Boston Gazette, there was a drawing by illustrator Elkanah Tisdale with the headline, The Gerrymander. The drawing was a satirical picture of the district that Massachusetts Governor Elbridge Gerry lived in. Gerry was a Democratic Republican, and his party, which controlled the legislature, had recently redrawn Massachusetts Senate districts in their favor to restrict the Federalist vote to a few districts. After Gary signed the redistricting bill to create the misshapen districts in 1812, Federalists viewed the new carved-up map as an extension of his partisanship. Federalists criticized the bill, calling the districts carvings and manglings. Drawing congressional district boundaries for political gain had been done before, and Gary did a lot of other notable stuff in his lifetime, like being vice president. But his legacy lives on in his name's relation to gerrymandering. Gary got his start in politics relatively early. In 1772, he was elected to the General Court of Massachusetts. In 1775, he was elected to the Continental Congress, where he urged the other delegates to declare independence from Britain. In the next year, Gary signed the Declaration of Independence and was elected to the Second Continental Congress. From 1783 to 1785, he served in the Congress of the Confederation. He served in the House of Representatives from 1789 to 1793. Gary was governor of Massachusetts from 1810 to 1812, and after he lost re-election to the governorship, he became vice president to President James Madison. Over the years, Gary had some bold opinions that he stood firmly by. He believed the elite should lead the country, he opposed British rule, and he called for an end to partisanship among Democratic Republicans and Federalists. He supported the Great Compromise, an agreement that states reached on congressional representation, and he believed that the Constitution the Constitutional Convention had drafted was not sufficient and needed amendments in a Bill of Rights. And he fought for checks and balances in government. But the part of Gary's career that he's most associated with is not his role in the founding of the nation or the creation of the Constitution, but for his role in signing a redistricting bill in Massachusetts during his short stint as governor. Gary had come to think that the Federalists wanted to restore the monarchy and that their opposition to President Madison's foreign policy was basically treasonous. And he did start taking actions that aligned with those feelings, like when he replaced Federalists in state government jobs with Democratic Republicans. Apportionment, or the way legislative seats are distributed among districts, is supposed to provide for equal representation across the board. So when the Democratic Republicans redrew districts not to follow county boundaries, but to bring more power to their party, Federalists cried partisanship and pointed to Gary's anti-Federalist stance. Gary didn't really support the redistricting either, but it didn't seem to violate the Constitution. This adherence to the Constitution and his worry about the Federalist closeness to Britain likely swayed him to approve the new Frankenstein's monster districts on February 11, 1812. 
there's debate over where the term gerrymander truly originated. Gary's district was long and slender, and someone could have said it looked like a salamander, while someone else retorted it was a gerrymander, rather. Another version of the origin story says painter Gilbert Stewart drew the wings and head on the district on a visit to a newspaper office. Either way, the drawing that showed up in the Boston Gazette on March 26th was accompanied by an article that began, The horrid monster of which this drawing is a correct representation appeared in the county of Essex during the last session of the legislature. Somehow or another, the gerrymander was born, and the Democratic Republicans got a larger state Senate majority in the 1812 election, though the Federalists got over a thousand more votes. Gary died in 1814, but the word gerrymander caught on, eventually morphing to gerrymander. Today, the word gerrymandering has a negative connotation, and the practice is typically viewed as a shady tactic in the U.S. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to learn more about Gary and gerrymandering, listen to the Stuff You Missed in History Class episode called Elbridge Gary's Monstrous Salamander. If there are any upcoming days in history that you'd really like me to cover on the show, give us a shout on social media at T-D-I-H-C podcast. Thanks for joining me on this trip through time. See you here in the exact same spot tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.